It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. Hi, I'm Jonathan Griffin, and you're listening to Gut Talks. Double G U double T. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria, and welcome to season three of Gut Talks, Double G U double T, a podcast about business, design, and gut feelings. We release a new episode every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And this is the new twist of season three. I started Gut Talks a couple of years ago to educate, spread some karma on the board, connect, reconnect, or learn from awesome entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors. I feel we're growing by the day, thanks to your feedback and everyone who's been on the show. By the way, there are no sponsors, but a like, a share, a comment, and hitting the subscribe button would mean a lot. Now let's get started. Jonathan, known as Griff, is a coach and strength and conditioning scientist. He's been involved in elite professional sport as an athlete, coach, and performance manager for almost 20 years. And he holds a PhD in physiology, is a lecturer, and is currently based in the UAE. I am very excited, actually, about this segment. I say segment because it's going to be released over a few episodes. Shorter episodes, this is the new twist of season three. And I think this is a fascinating field, the world of competing at high level, because there's lots to learn from sports, team dynamics, discipline, in the world of design and business. So very excited for this conversation. And just to put things into perspective, a few years ago, I had a lecture about strategy and design and things like that. And my opening slide was a football pitch. <laughs> and that like made me think that it would be really, really nice to have a conversation with someone who's you know involved in it. But I didn't know where to find this person. So <laughs> yeah, because of a project, I just want to give a shout out to Danny, who put us in touch just because of another project. So it was great to meet you. And thank you for accepting to be on Gut Talks. Thank you, Maria. I appreciate it. And, and thank you for the invitation. So uh, yeah, looking forward to chatting. Cool. So first things first, just because it's kind of a new topic for my audience in general, because we focus more on design and business and tech startups and this kind of things. Can you just give a quick overview of what you do? What is strength and conditioning and coaching? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, so strength and conditioning is really looking at the sort of the physiological development of a number of underpinning physical qualities. And that could be broadly strength, power, endurance, etc. And, and that all sits on a, on, on a continuum. And there, there are sort of uh, subsections to each of those, but those are probably the three biggies. So developing those qualities in individuals and teams and, and small units of teams, and that can be done in the gym or on the field or court or whichever playing surface that individual or team participate in. So uh, it's usually a combination of those qualities. And then part of that, part of the role, because the context is ultimately performance and competition is then liaising with the not only the coach and as, as well as the athlete but the coach but also the broader support team and that might include video analysis commercial marketing commercial and marketing psychology nutrition medical would be the obvious one etc but, but i suppose one of the key sort of collaborations would be very much with the coach because a lot of what they will want to achieve we will need to bring to life and and really the fundamental will be around not only enabling the athlete to maximize their physical prowess relative to the, the the competition needs, but also it's ensuring that those are relative to however 
the coach wishes to play. So those are the technical and tactical aspects. So being physically prepared to be able to achieve those probably call like a game model. So you're talking about design. So as a coach, you would design your the approach based on your philosophy and, and your beliefs. You design your game model. And then my role fundamentally, or, and those like me would be then ensuring the physical qualities are in place to enable that to occur. Okay. There's lots of moving pieces actually. So we're jumping straight in, I guess. So pretty complex. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I had, you know, some thoughts around what I would want to ask you. But as you know, I just like to go with the flow. So obviously football is massive. It's a huge industry. It's it's not just a game. It's it's a business. It's a very harsh one as well. <laughs> And it's, I guess, the most popular sport because it, it shapes national identities as well. In that sense, we have right. high revenue players, like ridiculous amounts that sometimes are unthinkable i guess we broadcast commercial uh, deals and you're talked about the physical the medical aspect the integration of technology data and all of this so how does the vision of a club influence the team let's say the core team when i say the core team is probably your team with the medical team the coaching team the players i guess these are the main players and all the stakeholders as a whole, like primarily the fans and the partners. The reason why I'm asking this is because lots of clubs also get sold and bought out players as well. So how does all this come into place? Because it's fast paced as well. Yeah, that in itself is a really, really big question. And I suppose the easiest way to describe that would be there are broadly, and again, everything sits down a bit of a spectrum, but there are broadly two, two models. So you can have a, a model whereby the club has a philosophy and they would search for a coach that complements that philosophy. And then by extension, the coach will bring in his or her coaching team and again that would be reflective of the overall club philosophy and and uh, yeah i think germany does does a really good job of that as do a number of the european teams and and there are particular there will be business and commercial reasons as, as to why that occurs on the other end of the spectrum you'll have a club that wants to go after the biggest name possible as a coach they'll go after the biggest names uh, available on the transfer market and they'll bring them in and the idea is that we just have more better players and we'll put together a, a team and that team the game model for that team will be based on those individuals that are there and we will play and and there will be a a certain alignment with that coach because co every coach has their own philosophy and, and fundamentally their own game model but it would it, that may be separate from the club's vision and that occurs as well neither are better or worse they're just different and those are probably the two extremes and then like i said you'll have many clubs that that will sit very much in the middle but i think sort of my perspective support services team Um, what you're really trying to then get in and, and understand is, is fundamentally the game model. And, and this goes for football as well as all sports. But if you understand the demands of the game from a physical perspective, we can then start to talk with the coach around the design of training. And then once we know what the game demands are, so you know, we use the Premier League as a good example, you know, we can get our hands on, on that data. We will have, each club will have that data. So they'll know with GPS units, as a simple example, what the running demands and turning demands and stopping demands of the mechanical load as well as the physical and physiological load will be. And we can then go into training on a Monday to Friday, uh, sit with the coach and say, your, your game model is A, B, or C for you to achieve the physical outcomes to ensure that the athletes are able to play the following Saturday. And that's both 
know, what we call typically, uh, so you'll have recovery days, you'll have acquisition days, which is where you try to get fitter. I use that in a broad sense. And then you'll have potentiation days, whereby you're then trying to prime the athlete to go and play. So those are probably your three big sort of spaces. So how do we model those each week to ensure that you can go Saturday to Saturday and be absolutely as close to 100% as you possibly can in your ability to play? And then that's what we spend the time doing, collating data to make decisions to ensure that what we do the following day meets the needs and requirements of that sort of a mesocycle or macrocycle, mesocycle being typically a week or certainly, yeah, usually about a week, give or take. And a macrocycle might be from the start of the season to the first international break. So it might be sort of six, eight, nine weeks, that, that type of idea. But because you have your schedule, you know where all your maximum demands are, and then you just work backwards from that. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, share, or like to get notified about the upcoming episodes of this segment and upcoming segments. Gut Talks.